his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. 97.1 FM Talk. Good morning to you. I've got a guest on the phone with us that I've been looking forward to talking to all morning. His name is Steve Beeman. He's the CEO of Elevare Club, a company that provides services to small business. And Steve, the reason that the headline of, of this kind of press release caught my attention is that it said, inflation and other factors are putting a huge dent in restaurant service. Well, we all know that. But it's not getting any easier. I don't like to hear that. So are we talking about permanent problems in the restaurant industry? Well, we're certainly looking at structural issues, but first, thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure to be with you. I think, you know, having spent 30 years of my life in economics and finance and now working with small businesses around the country, many of which are restaurants, we hear the same stories, and that is that, yes, inflation is hurting them badly because they're not able to get their prices up as fast as their producer products are coming in because their customers won't take that kind of a price increase. So they're eating the difference. That's hurting. Secondly, based on the response to COVID and the employment issues that created, the smaller restaurants especially are having an issue finding people because they can't afford to pay $18 for dishwashers. So you're having these kind of cross currents that are all hitting the restaurants at the same time. So it's not good for them. Now, do I think it's permanent? No, I think it is a shorter term thing. But nonetheless, as the country's economy starts to weaken in the late third and fourth quarter, that will hurt the restaurant business. Yeah, and so let's let's dive into that a little bit deeper because I think we've all been dealing with, uh, if you work in the industry, certainly you're dealing with it in a different way, but those of us who are just customers who are going to either regular restaurants or fast food restaurants, we've been dealing with this, these issues for a long time where sometimes they're just out of products, sometimes it's that you order and you know it takes twice as long to get your order. So these are things that I'm kind of asking you, Steve, when are we going to see a change to that? Do you have a timeline that you're saying, well, in our industry, we're looking at this date that things should start to get back to normal? As we challenge and talk to our restaurant members and ask them their opinion, what we're typically hearing is they expect it to start to normalize early next year that until then we're still going to see these weird labor shortages. You see some fast food restaurants, for example, that are closing at 5 and 6 o'clock because they can't get employees to come in after that. Yeah, uh, We're seeing that as a response to what's been called the Great Resignation, and it's partly caused when the government came out and started paying people not to work, people took it to heart and said, okay, then I won't work. And then they came back and said, well, if we're going to work, we need a lot more money. 
And the smaller restaurants especially can't afford those kind of wage inflations. So do you think that's reflected in unemployment? Because we're seeing, well, as of right now, we're seeing actually unemployment maybe starting to tick back up again, but we'll see. But, you know, unemployment generally has been pretty low. Is it just that people aren't trying to find work anymore and they're not showing up in those numbers? We are seeing a good deal of that around the country. And again, let's remember that unemployment numbers, as reported, can be gamed a thousand different ways. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily really representative of what's going on in the underlying economy. We see it more in the reality, again, of these restaurants who can't find employment, who can't find the kind of raw materials they need to get their food product out. Those are structural to them. And again, it's going to take much more time for that to resolve itself. But I think to your point, we have a segment of society that's just saying, forget it. It's not worth it. Yeah. We're talking with uh, Steve Beeman. He's the CEO of Elevare Club, a company that provides services to small business. A self-made man, Steve. is. Um, let me ask you this. As far as the broader market goes, what do you think is the solution to these problems? I mean, is it that they're going to solve themselves because we, you know, we live in a capitalist society, so these are, these are uh, normal cycles, even if this one's kind of abnormal because of all the pumping money into the economy? But what is the solution that, that's going to cause things to get back to normal? Well, I think you bring up an interesting point, and that is the statement that we're a capitalist society, when in fact, the free markets in the United States are not nearly as free as they used to be. They're highly regulated on every front. And what's going to happen in my fear is that as government tries to respond to this this time around, I was around in the late 70s when we had the 20% inflation, 20% interest rate, that triple effect. And what happened then is the Fed raised rates significantly to squash inflation. But that created a massive recession in 1981 and 82 which was only fixed when the government came out and spent billions of dollars on the military. And so we can't do that kind of solution anymore. So the only way out of this is for them to deregulate, especially the small businesses, let them operate more freely. They need to raise rates to quell some of the excessive spending, but then we have to produce more supply on not just oil and gas, but all the imported products that have been disrupted through the supply chain problems. You know, Steve, I, this is a little bit of a, a, a philosophical question just in business, but um, when you talk about it squashing small business, isn't that kind of the, isn't that the first steps you see when you move towards socialism is that the big businesses really are fine. They can weather these storms, and in fact, that's what they're made to do. It's the small guy that gets crowded out of the market. Oh, there's absolute truth to that. And it's not a conspiracy, so to speak. It's not like there's a shared agenda to put small out of business. But the structural issues from labor rates, labor regulation, all these regulatory costs, all of that can be borne by Walmart and Target and the big restaurant chains. It can't be borne by the small guys. And that right there creates the problems. Yeah, you know. To your point, that's why we're fighting so hard for the small guy, because we need that American dream to be sustained. And without the small business community, there is no American dream. Steve, tell us about Elevare Club. What do you guys do and how do people find out more about you guys? What we did is we created a private club for small business that provides tools and resources that businesses need. We provide operating capital, banking, financial services, health insurance, legal services, accounting services, HR services, all wrapped up in one little club that have massive discounts on those tools for the businesses. And 
we have built our own metaverse, which can be used by those businesses for advertising, networking, and stepping into the digital world. So we're very excited about it. We do this for their benefit, and they can go to elevairclub.com, fill out a little form at the bottom, and one of our concierges will call them and see if we can't help them. Well, Steve, thanks so much for your time this morning and your expertise on these topics. Having been in these industries, you know kind of what's going on. I guess I am glad to hear that there may be light at the end of the tunnel as far as me getting my fast food faster in a couple months. (laughs) Absolutely. Tomorrow will be a brighter day. We may have to go through some choppy waters, but we'll get there. Absolutely. Steve, appreciate your time this morning. And again, elevareclub.com if you want to find out more about what he was just talking about. And we'll be right back. More Weekends America. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Serious issue here, and I know the way most of what I say will be received, I think, anyway, kind of know what the audience is, kind of know what the issues are, and I know where I stand on them. I may not always agree with what you have to say, but for the most part, I think we're probably mostly like-minded. So when I talk about this issue, I really, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to think about it. You could hate every aspect of it. You could hate parts of it. It's a complicated issue. It's the Alex Jones issue that he's being sued for saying false things about Sandy Hook. So let me back up for a second. In the news this week is the Brittany Griner thing. Weird way to connect them, and I don't know if you'll fully make the connection that I'm making in my brain. I'm going to try to do it out loud and see if see if it works. But she did something that is technically illegal. So... Should she be brought home? Should the U.S. government be working to bring her home? Most people, especially on the left, so mainstream media, and then even some of us on the right, and I would be in this camp, say that we should still be working to bring her home because if the charges were just, here's what we always charge for having marijuana in Russia, so we're going to charge you with that, you'd have to say, well, that's, that's the law. But there is no basis for what, 
she's getting nine years in prison. So obviously this is a political ploy. A, we should not fall into their trap and do what they're wanting us to do, which is to give them someone way worse in exchange for her. But we've given away all of our leverage. The point of talking about Brittany Griner is not necessarily Brittany Griner. It's the reaction to it, though, that we should, as a nation, according to, I would say, the majority of people, although I, I understand if you're not in that majority on this one, saying, well, she didn't love America, so why should America love her? I get that. I get that's a point, but I, I would advocate for grace in this regard because um, she may come back and say, wow, I was wrong, you know, and even if she doesn't, that's what grace is. You don't necessarily get repentance when you give it, but you still give it. So all of us advocating that what she did was wrong <laughs> and then connecting that to Alex Jones is a bit weird, <clears throat> but follow me here. So if we're, if we're advocating that what she did was wrong, but she should be forgiven. Could we advocate that for Alex Jones? Now, here's the part where I'm going to take a position on this Alex Jones thing that I don't know whether you'll agree with. I really have no idea where anybody stands on this thing because it's pretty polarizing and it's pretty weird and kind of, if you just pay attention to kind of the Fox News alert stuff, this one may not even be on your radar, but he's being sued again by Sandy Hook parents because he said Sandy Hook wasn't real and therefore all of his kids, all, all of their kids died in vain or, you know, basically it caused them emotional trauma. Here's what I'd like to say. We shouldn't be suing people for emotional trauma. And let me clarify, because I'm not talking about necessarily like domestic abuse or something along those lines. I mean that if somebody in the media says something you don't like, you should not be able to sue them. Now, what they're doing is suing him for libel, slander. I guess it's libel if it's written, slander if it's, if it's said. So they're suing him for slander. That is a real law. If you're in the media and you say something that causes somebody uh, harm, direct harm, then you can sue them for slander. That happens all the time. That happened with Nick Sandman, for instance. He sued CNN and a whole bunch of others. And they paid him because they had slandered him falsely. They said something false. And they lost the argument. In his case, he suffered public humiliation. He suffered people yelling at him, calling him a white supremacist. Uh, he suffered actual possible harm. Where his life, he considered it to be maybe in danger. Obviously, it changed his life. In this case, some random, basically, podcast host who, yes, has a fairly large audience, who comes out and says that the event itself was staged or that aspects of it were staged, that to me is not grounds for a lawsuit. And you can disagree with what Alex Jones says and still agree with that point. Fair? Let me know what you think. At Radio Wiggins on Twitter. We'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Trisha. Hi, Ryan. I was going to play your theme song, but I forgot it. That sounds about right. Um, you know what else sucks? Thursday was my anniversary. That does suck. And my mom texted both me and my wife happy anniversary before I even told my wife. Oh, that really sucks. Yeah. So deal with your that. anniversary doesn't suck for the record. What? What? <laughs> 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 my anniversary. I wasn't implying that it does. I know, but I was like, that does suck. It, no. I thought we were doing a bit about, yeah, that's embarrassing. As as a female of the species, mm-hmm. yep. do anniversaries matter? Like, did I mess up? I always forget ours. Okay, good. We don't remember ours. Okay, good. I always remember did ours. Did Katie remember? Uh, no, she didn't either. So my mom said happy anniversary. I actually had remembered, So I w- but I've... It was a busy day, so I was going to pick up some things on the way home, 
and then say, surprise, because she wasn't going to remember. And then my mom broke that surprise. So then I looked kind of dumb. But it's one of those, I think it's a little bit archaic, and maybe it's just between me and my wife. Maybe other couples are not this way, but we don't really care. She loves going, she she likes any reason to celebrate Mm -hmm. and go out to eat. Sure. So she's going to take any opportunity to do that, but she's not offended or anything by forgetting it. And we we weren't going to, it was church night anyway. Is it the same, is forgetting an anniversary the same as forgetting a birthday? No. I agree. No way. If you forget, especially if you forget your spouse's birthday, that that's, that's a, a bigger deal. That's a deal. Yeah. The that's anniversary the is almost fun because you forget together. There's almost yeah. a camaraderie in forgetting. I, like, I can't oh, agree with that. Oh, no. Look what day it is. Ha ha. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. a bonding thing you do. I, I'm with you. My, my, well, my happy mom anniversary it. to you Thank and you. Katie. Thank you. Now, I, I even as we stand here, I can't tell you what year it is, though. So. 2007. Like how- 15. Oh, man. That oh, was a shoot. big one, too. Whoops. Your mom should have told you guys that. Yeah. I'll have to go back over that. Uh, so let's do some serious questions. Serious question. I'll go first. Okay. Serious question. Footprints discovery suggests ancient ghost tracks may cover the West. Ooh. That headline is so much more interesting than this story, but the headline was enough that it's I'm like, compelling. I'm grabbing it. Totally I didn't know it. ghosts made footprints. That's what I thought. I'm like, ooh, ghost footprints. Scientists have discovered ancient human footprints in Utah. Traces, they say, of adults and children who walked barefoot along shallow riverbeds more than 12,000 years ago. Those are just footprints. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Those are live footprints. <laughs> that's just... Those people just aren't alive anymore. That's just an old footprint. That's just an old footprint. Not much more to it. Nope. I even looked into thinking, man... Well, is this some sort of discovery about mankind? Not really. No, just footprints. They just found more just footprints. Some old people. And they and the writer who I got to give credit for decided that he was going to write this whole story and then say that these are ghost tracks that ancient ghost tracks that may cover the western United States. Kudos to that guy. Yeah. Again, compelling. He made headline. something out of nothing. Uh, but as we are apt to do, we have to ask a serious question about that story. So, serious question. My serious question is: Have you ever walked outside barefoot? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Did you enjoy the dew beneath your feet? Yes. Have you? Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it though. You don't? No. Not even on a beach. Uh, not really. I'm afraid I'm going to step on something. Ooh. Afraid great I'm going to step on glass. You know, man-made objects, but mm-hmm. also shells. Mm-hmm. I don't want to step on that. You ever have to walk on rocks? Like mm-hmm. you have a gra- I have a gravel driveway, and every once in a while I'll run outside without shoes on, not thinking about it. It hurts. Mm-hmm. To get into a fraternity, I had to walk on hot coals. Ew. I'm just kidding. I was never That's very frat. cliche. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I just read a book where the main character was barefoot. Pretty much the entire thing, and I worried about her feet a lot. Was the story about her being barefoot, or was that an <laughs> unnecessary detail in the story? <laughs> like, was this like a, a cyber espionage story? Barefoot girl gets a book. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you were reading about a girl who was reading a book? No, she gets a book. Like, somebody oh, wrote she, a book about somebody her. Somebody wrote a book. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought she, the story was about that she wasn't wearing shoes and she had found a book. No, but she did learn how to read in the book. Really? Yeah. Was she stupid? 
crazy. Or was she was so ba- she was so poor that she, she didn't have shoes. She was poor and barefooted, uneducated, so she had uh, to learn how to read. So you were less concerned. But she never got shoes. She did actually get books. <laughs> so she, but she never put shoes on. So she was a beautiful mind. And she a achieved a lot. Barefoot mind. But she just would not put shoes on. That's exactly right. So she couldn't go into a 7-Eleven, even though she had money by the end. In this day and age, you could go inside shoeless. You were it was just frowned upon. Really? Yeah, there wasn't apparently the same laws about shoes and shirts in the sixties. Was this a real story? Or is it fiction? It's fiction. (laughs) It's a real book. It's a period piece fiction story about a girl who wouldn't wear shoes. Who did not wear shoes. (laughs) Wait, didn't or wouldn't? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do yours. Do yours. Too long. Okay. So most Americans believe we're in a recession. Yep. Uh, an overwhelming majority of Americans believe the U.S. is either in a recession or headed towards one. Uh, only 16% believe the U.S. would avoid could avoid a recession at this point. Uh, numbers appear to back up voter fears with the GDP uh, dropping the last two quarters. Serious question. Serious question. Have you ever found $20 in the dryer and knew you were going to be okay? Yeah. Like cash in the dryer? Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to be all right. Yeah, I have. I love that feeling. It's such a good feeling. We actually just talked about that on the Annie Fry show this week. Did randomly, you? not the dryer thing, but when you when you put on your winter coat for the first time. Oh, and find money in there. Check the pockets. I miss that. It's fun because I there's swear always I didn't stuff steal in that them. bit. I <clears throat> just saw the story and thought it's such a good feeling. Yeah, it's not just there. I have found money in my pocket randomly, mm-hmm. uh, but it's more fun to find tickets and billfolds of things that you did. And you go, oh, yeah, I remember going to that show or mm-hmm. whatever. I think that's the most fun part to put it on. Okay. That was my question. <laughs> I think of all the, the fun things that you do when you put your coat on, that's the thing I find the most fun about putting your coat on. Yeah, not being warm, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Serious question. An 18-year-old lifeguard helped deliver a baby on a YMCA pool deck. You can't. Here's a quote. You can't really hesitate or wait for someone else to come, said Natalie Lucas, who's 18. You're the lifeguard. You're the lifesaver. I love this chick. I, I do, too. She's just doing it. She's she, out there doing it. Delivering, she's delivering babies, babies, saving lives. And she's she is, in her own mind, a hero. Now, she kind of is a hero. She is a hero. But she's embracing the herohood. Good for her. Fully. It was a typical... Unless she's being a jerk about it, then... I don't know. I can't tell. Um, I can read all, into. I can try to read this as if she's a jerk. All good deeds are no. I think, if she I think that if I read a quote jerk. from her, I'm going to try to read it as if she is super pompous. Okay. It was a typical Sunday morning shift for Natalie Lucas, who works as a lifeguard at the YMCA of Northern Colorado, until suddenly a pregnant woman's water broke on the indoor pool deck. Dun, dun, dun. This was something I wasn't prepared for, said Lucas, 18 who has been a certified lifeguard for three years. For the later part of her pregnancy, she was very uncomfortable. And the only relief she had... Oh, wait, that's somebody else talking. (laughs) (laughs) How does Lucas... How does this lifeguard know about how the woman felt? (laughs) I started reading it going, man, this lifeguard knows a lot. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, at the end of the story, that's what it says. And she's psychic. She knew that she was going to have to deliver a baby that day, so she was ready. Um, Have you ever been swimming... Serious question. Serious question. Yes. Enjoyable? Yeah, I actually went swimming last weekend. Great. For exercise at an indoor pool. That's the, I mean, it's the summer. Everybody's swimming right now. Do you do it at Y? Mm-hmm. I did too. I, I used to swim a lot. Me too. It was the only exercise I ever did. 
because it was like checking all the boxes at once. Mm-hmm. It was it's strength, really it was you. cardio, it was all the stuff. But then I started to get just a little bit fat. <laughs> <laughs> I started to worry. That's the cookies. About Oh, yeah. I started to worry about what people would think of me, even though everybody's there to lose weight. So you gave up swimming instead of the cookies? Yeah. Yeah. Well good, played. Good choice. Well played. Okay, good. Here We got you here. That's my Great last success. one. All right, construction crews remove roof from wrong house. Have you heard this one? <laughs> no. All I right, like a, con- it. a construction crew has removed the roof from a Kansas home before disappearing when they discovered they were wrong at, at the wrong address. They were supposed to be in Montana. Yep. So this happened in an area <laughs> called Overland Park, where resident we'll call him Steve because that's his name <laughs> returned home to call find him something his- else. I feel like we need to preserve his anonymity. <laughs> no. So we're gonna call. We're going with Steve. We're go we with Steve. we okay. already made the decision. Where Steve returned home to find his entire roof missing, not a part of it. <laughs> oh, Steve! The whole this stuff's always gone. happening to Steve. <laughs> Come home, your roof's gone. The worst part was also missing were the construction workers, who Steve believed took off when they realized it was the wrong house. Really? Yes. <laughs> so police are at the Overland Police Department's looking into the incident. Uh, they're not looking at it as a criminal matter, though, a, but rather a civil one because they it's presumed an accident. I have no further information on this. Uh, they, <laughs> oh, shoot. They don't know. What is the address here? <laughs> we got to get out of here. <laughs> we don't know where this crew is. We don't know if there's been any follow-up. We don't know if Steve got his oh, roof back. Oh, nobody even knows who nobody, did it? Nobody knows who did it. So it, it could have been a big practical joke. I wonder how crazy would it be if you hated somebody's guts, hired a crew to go take their roof off one day when, when they weren't home, and then told them, you know what, cancel the job. And then- <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you could do that. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> apparently they don't follow up on it. But serious question. Have you ever serious stolen question. or had anything stolen from your yard? Like a roof. Serious question. <laughs> uh, I, I've had I've had change stolen out of my car, which was in my driveway. I showed up one morning. Well, I showed up. I got in my car. You showed up in your I showed driveway up in my car. <laughs> I showed up in my driveway. Lo and behold, here I am again in my driveway, getting in my car, narrating. And I looked into the change thing, and it was all gone. And I, I felt very violated, even though it was probably five bucks. But that's the only thing. No, not out of my yard. Yeah, my my parents had a one of those um, the blow molds, like the ceramic type snowmen stolen last year maybe really it was devastating that's a weird thing to get stolen those things are dumb it was stop it i'm it was sorry like to a your family friend. no my parents like oh. we love this thing oh we yeah had those it are about your parents oh i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry to your parents who yeah. love this show okay well, you need to text them after this i will they're listening right now and tell now them i'll buy them a hurt. new snowman it's not the same it had been in our family forever and i'm assuming some kids just came up and stole it Wait, this was an heirloom inflatable snowman? Not those inflatable. things aren't that old. Uh, it's like the hard plastic. Oh, what Had it forever. Those? But it was up on the porch, and you know it was just some kids that came and took it. Oh, I do like those. I, I'm not backpedaling either. No, I, I thought you were talking nice. about the no, ones the that blow were up ones are the stupid. blow up. Yeah. But it makes me th- it made me think about doing dumb stuff as a kid and how that stuff really impacts people. 
Yeah. So don't steal snowmen and don't steal roofs. This is the second week in a row during serious questions we've talked about, have you stolen things? You realize that? No, because I forgot what happened last week. Last week I talked about stealing a piece of candy from Aldi. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what yours was. I stole uh, an hourglass from somebody in Lincoln. Oh, yeah. And it stuck with you. Mm -hmm. That was stuff when we were kids we Mm -hmm. still remember. Yeah, but this conversation has escalated because now we're talking about stealing roofs. Heck, yeah. I like that story. Me too. Thanks. Uh, So we'll just end there. On a positive note. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like it kind of went downhill. No, no. This doesn't seem like it matched the pee segment. No, it the, didn't. Like, will somebody pee on you? It, no, it didn't. We got a lot of comments about that. Yeah, we mainly did. from Mark Cox, <laughs> who said, "What the heck are you doing?" He's extremely interested in that subject. Yeah. It's weird because yeah. I, I actually yeah. book guests for his show, and he's always asking for experts on that matter. Really? Jellyfish, uh, the impact. Urination. Urination. Urination's impacts on. Have you thought of maybe just things? booking a doctor, not for air, just just setting him up an appointment? Like, like maybe he's got some prostate issues. <laughs> I, maybe he's that, and that's you know, Mark. I, maybe that's how he's communicating. I fend it off about every once a month or so. I'll let him have somebody on an expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I we all know that we can't do that every day, right? Four hours a day, right. Monday through Friday, five to nine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, we'll take a break, and we'll talk more about Mark Cox's personal life right after this. Okay, I got a question for you to end the show with here. Now, hopefully you didn't already see this. If you did, bear with me because you know the end of the story. But what happened earlier this week is, I think it was the same day as the primaries, The View invited Ron DeSantis to be on the show. Now, I don't talk about The View on this show that much because The View is is a clip machine. They could give me clips Every single week, they give all the shows, all the talk show hosts across the country clips every single week, and they're really good at doing it, and I'm not trying to say I I avoid it like the plague. I just know what they're doing. They're trying to create viral clips because their show stinks, and they want people to watch it. So if they can get attention, it's kind of like President Trump does a little bit is that he'll say crazy things sometimes and just see if any of that spaghetti sticks to the wall. Now, politics aside, that's a strategy. That's a strategy for attention. The View does that, but on the left, and actually they do it in the same way kind of the squad does, that they just say the stupidest things, and they're so outlandish that you can't help but react to them. So for the most part, I'm not saying I try to avoid The View. I just don't care about what The View is doing because they're a circus and their whole point is to get attention. However, they do exist. And when they cross over into other territory that I think is relevant, I'm going to bring that to you. So that's my big question for you this morning is, do you think Ron DeSantis should go on The View? Because guess what? The View reached out to Ron DeSantis and they said, Hey, we want you to come on the show. My reaction to hearing that was, oh my gosh, Ron DeSantis, please go on The View. Because they attack him in ways that are so ridiculous that you wouldn't even have to be Ron DeSantis smart and handle the media the way he does to really go on there and just take a hockey puck to their gut. 
you would beat them easily. And Ron DeSantis would do it, you know, he'd do it with no pads on. He, he would destroy them. So I was salivating at the thought of Ron DeSantis going on The View. Now, they're not going to attack him in the same way as they do when he's not there. But they would, they, so they would be smarter, and you might not see the same stuff happen. But he would come out guns blaring, no pun intended, and just destroy things they said in their past. So that was my take. I wanted to see it happen. What's your take? At me, at Radio Wiggins, if you want. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Facebook. I love the feedback. Regardless, somebody actually contacted the station last week, and uh, my boss got it and forwarded it to me. So that's always cool. I, as long as it's positive, you know, don't send me negative feedback because I need a job. Here is what Ron DeSantis's team said back to The View, okay? And I have to admit that this isn't what I wanted them to say, but it's pretty awesome. So this is coming from Brian Griffin, the Deputy Press Secretary for DeSantis for Florida. He says, thanks for the invite. I understand that you are sending this request on behalf of your team at The View. But the hosts of The View... Are, are they really interested in hearing from Governor DeSantis about all the important work he's doing on behalf of Floridians to protect livelihoods, to stand up for parents and children, to defend freedom? Which of the below statements from the hosts of The View do you recommend our team consider when deciding if the interview will be a genuine pursuit of the truth? Or will it be worth the time? And they quote Joy Behar from August 2021. Quote, you're just short of calling Governor DeSantis a negligent, homicidal sociopath because that's what he is, she added. What is he doing? He's risking the lives of children, children's parents, their grandparents, anyone they may come in contact with so that he can appeal to his white supremacist base so he can continue in his career and get reelected, unquote. <laughs> they led with that one. And I got to tell you, I think it's the best of the four. Sonny Hostin, June 22, like just a couple months ago or a month ago. Death Santis, I think he's a fascist and a bigot. Anna Navarro, April of 2022, uh, on his policies, quote, it's anti-black, it's anti-gay, it's anti-LGBTQ plus community, and for some reason the Republican base responds to it, and it's anti-American. It's what happens in Venezuela. It's what happens in Nicaragua, unquote. And then again, Sonny Hostin from February of this year on his policies. It started with CRT. Let's remember that. And those are anti-history laws, anti-black history laws, really, she said. If you start coming after black people, what comes next, right? Of course, the LGBTQ plus community and then women and then other marginalized groups, unquote. Brian Griffin Follows that up with, we will pass on this offer. <laughs> so I got to admit, uh, love the response. They don't back down from a fight. However, in this case, do you think they did? Part of me thinks that they did, but I also see where they're coming from. Am I going to come on that show and get a fair shake? No, but this is the environment. If he were to go on that show, he could obliterate them. 
Now, he's going into such dangerous territory that he also may be making clips that would ruin a political future for him, so he's got to be careful. But screw careful. I don't care about careful. You have to care about careful, DeSantis. I don't. I'm a, I'm a voter. Well, not a Floridian voter, but maybe a presidential voter someday for DeSantis. I want to see you go after these people. I want to see you bring those quotes to that show. I actually pulled one of them, and this is part I think he quoted part of this, Brian Griffin did, in that press release. But I wanted to play the whole thing, just for context, to show you this is the kind of stuff he would walk into. I can explain why it's happening. It's because bigotry is on the ballot when it comes to Ron DeSantis, right? right? See, that's what this is about. It's not anti-Disney. It's anti-black. It's anti-gay. It's anti-LGBTQ plus community. And for some reason, the Republican base responds to it. It's anti-woke. And woke, what that really means when you look it up in the dictionary, it's an awareness of social justice. It's an awareness of marginalized communities. It's an awareness. And for some reason, Ron DeSantis and his Republican base, they don't want people to know that there are social injustices going on. Amber, they don't want those people to be protected. And it's shameful. It is so shameful that they don't want our children to know about social injustice. So I really wish that he would take a clip like that with him and just say, here, here's what you said. And here's what's true, because the don't say gay bill, for instance, has been so misportrayed. And I'm not backpedaling here. I'm telling you they have outright lied about that bill to sway public opinion, mainly parents' opinion, in the direction that they want, because they know it's a very, very popular and rational bill if you look at what it is. I would love to see DeSantis take that and go on that show and say, here's how you lie. You all lie all the time. Here's where I'll give him some deference, though. Going into the lion's den like that is fine if it's a fair playing field. It's not going to be a fair playing field. You got four or five people versus one, so it's already not going to be fair. And a whole production team of people who all hate you. So you're, you're, you're going into enemy territory there. I get it. But... If it were live, you could do it. The problem is they have control over the edit. That's the big difference, is that if DeSantis came out and scored huge points or just obliterated them, they could change it. And not necessarily change the content of it, but just remove whole parts John Stewart did it on The Daily Show all the time. That's why people started recording their entire interviews with him, and they stopped inviting those people. That is what happens on these shows, is that they record them, and then they edit them to make it look, even if your hosts all lose, they're going to win because they control the editing process. So I actually say, DeSantis, you're probably right on this one. And you know what? DeSantis is probably right on most of these things. He's achieved a lot more than I have. Got to give him a tip of the hat there. As we close out this hour, thanks for listening again. Podcast is always at 971talk.com, or you can easily Google Wiggins America to get the podcast. Thank you for doing that, by the way. A lot more people doing that, and that, of course, all counts toward the total numbers. Thanks for tuning in in the morning, too. That is the best. Just glad that you're here, however long it is, no matter which way it is. Wiggins America, we'll see you next week. Get more at 971talk.com.
His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.